Hey guys, thank you for finding your way back to us. Casey Haas is here. Uh, in just a second, we are going to take you on a strange and wonderful voyage through Christian culture. And if you're on, listening to this podcast, then I know that's probably right up your alley. A couple quick announcements before we get to it. Uh, I posted a column this week on the website, MatthewDPierce.com. You can find that. I wrote about graduation and why graduations are horrible. Um, also the Patreon, if you'd like to support the podcast, you can find us at patreon.com slash Matthew Pierce. Wanted to shout out our latest supporter, Andy Brandt, the Branimal, coming through with us with a support pledge. So we thank you for that, Andy. Thank you for bringing the show to the people. All right, let's get to it. Casey Haas. You can eat all the pickles you want on a diet. And I was just like, thank God. (laughs) All the pickles you want. Stacey Edwards shows her teats through her blouse (laughs) in the religious film Joshua. Teats? Teats. It is not a coincidence that Bible quizzing became legalized right after the large majority of American women started wearing pants. Hey guys, welcome back to the show. Episode 45. 45. Thank you guys for hanging in there with us for this long. Oh, it's the Donald Trump of fun, sexy Bible time. (laughs) From a Starbucks parking lot in Orlando, Casey Haas, how are you doing? I'm doing great. Excited to be here again. <laughs> if you're a nerd of Christian culture, like if you enjoy like the really nerdy aspects of Christian culture, this is going to be your episode because we we have gone down a rabbit hole. A rabbit <laughs> abyss. <laughs> it was a rabbit abyss. Very good. Um, that is That was quite frankly terrifying. And now we're here to bring you down the rabbit hole so that you can be terrified too. Casey, yes. you're on, I think it was episode 33, and we did a, we, I don't think we planned it to be that long, but we did about an hour-long deep dive on the Chrysagas Brothers. Yes, and it was long. <laughs> after it was over, we were like, you know what, this is pretty much our calling, our ministry, <laughs> is to do deep dives on strange things in Christian Invest- culture. Investigative journalism. In, at its finest. <laughs> Because you know what? Nobody else is going to do this. It, it, it's up to you and I. Yeah. I, I feel I feel the calling. I'm ready. I'm so ready. We've done other deep dives on the show before. I think um, Sarah Terrace and I did a sort of like a mini deep dive on Latasha Emanuel, which was a lot of fun. Um, but somewhere along the way, you just sort of asserted yourself as, the, as a resident deep diver on Fun Sex and Bible Time. <laughs> I think it was all of the DMs of like, have you seen this? <laughs> have you seen this? <laughs> yeah. Well, we're both uh, we're both homeschool parents. We're both introverts. We're both sort of closet nerds of Christian culture. Mm-hmm. So it just it just sort of worked itself out. If it it's if it it's we don't have anything better to do. <laughs> <laughs> so. About, I would say maybe a month or two ago, we started talking about uh, David J. Stewart and his network of websites, 
Jesus is Savior. Uh, Jesus is precious. Soulwinning.info. Oh my god! <laughs> did you ever? He has some music ones too. Yeah. I did mean, you yeah, ever like, find those? Yeah, I did. There, there wasn't really <clears throat> anything pertinent to what we were doing. Right. On there, but um, yeah, he's got like five or six different websites. And um, Casey, what was your first reaction when when you encountered? Uh, mm. Well, I didn't think it could possibly be something that was still maintained and current because of how it looks, but mm-hmm. it is. I mean, several of the articles will say updated, you know, within the last six months or so. So it's it's a very old style website, and it also is the most extensive collection of topics <laughs> I've ever seen. Okay. A lot of a lot of yellow. <laughs> <laughs> black black background. Right. Yeah. So the I have it open right here. Like you just pull it up and there's just everything you wake up America about nine eleven inside job. The comic of um the Pope and Satan and some other person, maybe Jerry Falwell with the NIV Bible. Yeah, that was my that guess. says we hope you like our Bible. <laughs> and there's like stink signals coming off of it, like oh yeah, like it's like smells visually smelly. Yeah, so in big text at the top, Jesus Christ is the only way to heaven. If you want so. to follow along, it's Jesus dash is dash savior dot com. Um, yeah, we say follow along very loosely because. To even find things on here. I mean, I went to the women's page seven times, but every time I was like, how do I get there? Because there's just links everywhere. It's, yeah. And just like a warning, there are pictures of aborted babies also. So if you don't want to see that, then don't go to this website because it's at every turn. It's, I mean, we're going to talk about individual pages but probably mm-hmm. like probably the best way is to just google the individual page. Yeah, that's true. There's there's like there's no attire of a harlot. <laughs> I don't think there's that many things out there that are titled that, so you could probably find it pretty pretty easily. Okay, so I guess we should answer the question why are we going to focus on this? Um, you know, because I don't Yeah, why say- are we? <laughs> well, aside from the fact that we are the Woodward and Bernstein of Christian culture, um, you know, if this was just somebody's, uh, you know, if this is just somebody's blog on the side that, that nobody really knew about, you know, just a personal hobby. I mean, that would be sort of cruel to just jump on it and, and, and critique it. But this is actually one of the biggest, uh, independent fundamental Baptist resources on the entire internet. Um, they're, he's consistently like near the top of the fundamental 500. And if you don't know what the fundamental 500 is, that's a completely other rabbit hole. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, the site has been around for a long time. Um, and yeah, like 15 years or so. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's actually very big. If you go to other independent fundamental Baptist, uh, or really any kind of fundamental, Website. A lot of them do link back to Jesus as Savior. He's got sort of a lot of clout in, in the fundamental webosphere, as it were. Yeah. So, yeah. 
I think it's safe to say that the independent fundamental Baptists are not really concerned about appearances. <laughs> like, I think, like in modern Christianity, everything's everybody wants their websites to be slick and cool and hip and. Yeah, this doesn't really fit. Yeah, I, I didn't think about that, but maybe that's part of why he doesn't update it to something more modern because that would sort of he he wouldn't be unique anymore if he did that. Yeah. I mean it's just wow. It's got a uh, it's got an angel fire flavor to it. <laughs> like a lot of clip art. A lot of clip art. Um maybe circa two thousand two, two thousand three Angel Fire kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Maybe even before that. Anyway, um, so what we're going to do is we're going to take a deep dive into David J. Stewart and his network of websites, mostly Jesus is Savior because that's his main one. Mm-hmm. Um, and my mission in this is, is yeah, we're going to laugh at some stuff, and, yeah, we're going to critique some stuff. But also, I just – I wanted to understand him. Like, I want that, – that was, that was my goal. I wanted to understand him as best I could and to try to be as fair to him as I possibly could. Because if you go on the internet and you search for his sites, you do get a lot of, of results back of people who are just um, just completely crapping on him. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes with good reason. I mean, it, nobody is above critique. But a lot of the stuff about him is very cruel, uh, very personal. And I, I just I wanted there to be something out there that sought to understand him first. So let's talk about the man. Okay. Uh, let's talk about the man, David J. Stewart. I, I guess even before that, I should say, uh, I reached out to him personally yeah, because it didn't seem fair. You know, if we're going to do this fair, you know, might as well talk to the man himself. <sighs> reached out to him personally and said, you know, I'm, I write about Christian culture. I podcast about Christian culture. I'd like to know some more about you. Can I give you some questions? And I really didn't think he was going to answer because his email address is pretty hard to find. Uh, but he did, and I sent him back. He said, yeah, uh, he would answer some questions. I sent him some questions, and then I really didn't think he'd respond again, but he did. Your questions were pretty pretty straightforward. And, and um, Not like, is Jesus the only way to heaven? <laughs> not one of those. Um, I did, and his answers were pretty short. Very short. Very well, short. some of them weren't even answers. They were just Bible verses. Yeah. Um, so <clears throat> I really didn't learn a whole lot from the email exchange. Um, so, like, one thing you asked was, why do you think you have so many critics or something like that? And his response was, like, the truth. Or, no, that was a response to, what do you hope a non-believer will take from your site? And his response was, the truth. Yeah. I Which is just what? like... Okay. Yeah. <laughs> How are they going to find it on there, though? That's true. Prior, prior in the exchange, I asked him, uh, "Why do you think your site has? Why do you? Why do you think your site creates so many critics?" Mm-hmm. Uh, and he said, quite simply, "I'm telling the truth." And then quoted John seven seven: "The world cannot hate you, but but me it hateth, because I testify of it that the works thereof are evil." Yes. Um, so a little bit mm. of. Prophet martyr syndrome already creeping in of um, yeah. any criticism of me is automatically criticism of the gospel. Right. Uh, which I, I think you see a little bit of that in fundamentalism. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can't wander too far without 
bumping into somebody who's like that of, you know, there's no, there's no separation there between what I'm saying and what the Lord says. Right. Yes. So David J. Stewart, uh, I think he is 50 years old. He lives in Guam. And he has a history that is pretty interesting. I'll just encapsulate it real quick. He grew up in Chicago. Uh, his dad worked at a uh, rescue mission in downtown Chicago. Uh, David did a lot of work there, too. And then at some point got married and left the continental USA, settled in, settled in Guam, and has been there ever since. Um, independent Fundamental Baptist, very much a conspiracy guy. Oh, big time. Um, very. Illuminati type. Uh, yeah, some know? Illuminati thrown in there, but but that it, it's not really a conspiracy website. It's more of a uh, you must become a Christian now website. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of King James only. A lot of, uh, yeah, the, the one what contemporary website I would compare it to is it, it's got a little bit of the pulpit and the pen to it in the sense <laughs> yeah. that they're both pulpit and pen and David J. Stewart. They're just sort of against everything. Yes. Yes. Um, where, you know, like pulpit and pen, like ostensibly Calvinist, but they just, they rage after, you know, every kind of Calvinist, every kind of Armenian, just everybody. Mm-hmm. Just, unless yes. you are just like them, they're going to rage against you. And that's, Sort of David J. Stewart's modus operandi is if unless you are in his tiny, tiny little tribe of KJV only independent fundamental Baptist, he has grave concerns about your soul. Yes. And it's so odd to be reading through the website and then get to a page that's like that says, I don't condemn anyone. Yes. I'm like, um <laughs> actually, you're right, you don't. You condemn everyone. <laughs> But, um, yeah. So, kick this to you. Okay. If you could describe, if you could describe his work in one word, what? what how would you describe it? <laughs> Verbose. <laughs> Just <laughs> there's so much of it. There's so much content. I that... would go fevered. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. It's fevered. Just, there... I just can't believe how much stuff there is. And you haven't mentioned it, but he's not making money off of this. So normally, like, people with websites are trying to make a little bit of money because Mm -hmm. that's, you know, it's there to be made. But he says multiple times, and there's no ads on there. Like, he is just out to share the truth. And... Mm -hmm. But there's just so much content. I mean, we we were amazed. There's a there's an article, and there, there's they're not really filed or cataloged or indexed in any clear pattern. They're just sort of all on the site. Uh, we found one about the Passion of the Christ, which spoiler alert, he is not a fan of. <laughs> and at one point, you said, "Hey, dump this on Microsoft Word and see how many." See what the word count is on this. So I did. And that sucker was 48 pages long in Microsoft Word with a word count of over 19,000 words just for one article. It wasn't a series of articles. It wasn't a book, which it could have been. 
It was just one article. One article was 19,000 words. The theme of the website is scrolling. <laughs> it's just scrolling forever <laughs> and skimming because there's no way. I mean, it would take you a day to read that. Just, uh-huh. it, it's, it's amazing. You can't read all of that. It's, it's, it's just, it's just amazing. There's, there's no other word for it. Yeah. <sighs> okay. We can't go too much farther unless we talk about the scandal that is central to David J. Stewart. And not even really a scandal, but it started out as a scandal. By the end of it, I think we both just decided that it was a mystery. Yes. Um, anywhere you go on the internet where it talks about David J. Stewart, probably is going to mention that he is a sex offender or a pedophile or convicted of sexual crimes. And this was its own separate rabbit hole. Because mm-hmm. there are several sites out there uh, that purport to have evidence that David J. Stewart was convicted sometime in 2011 for sex with a minor. They lay out a pretty convincing case that this is true, but when we got into it and started investigating it, I could not find a single primary source to confirm that. Yeah. And he denied it. (laughs) I, I asked him point blank. I said, there are a lot of reports that there is a David J. Stewart who lives in Guam, who was convicted in 2011 of, um, you know, sexual misconduct. Is this you? Can you comment on this? And he just flatly denied that it was him. Yeah. But didn't offer any kind of, uh, you know, mitigating explanation. Yeah, he didn't even say, like, I've heard about this. It's not me. He just said no. (laughs) Yeah, or no, this is not me. This is something that my critics have you know, whipped up out of thin Yeah. Air. For someone who has, like, has the kind of website that he does and writes the amount of content that he does, his answers to you were so short. Yes. It's like, is this the same person? Yeah. <laughs> well, so. he is a real person. Um, we did a lot of background uh, research on him. It, it's, it's such a weird issue about... The, the sex claims because if those are true, that completely changes the tenor of not only his site, but actually this podcast too, because then, right. it's, then it becomes very dark. Um, but <laughs> we just, we don't know. We, we look since at, it's a mystery, we're going to move on. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it wasn't just like the matter of um, the matter of a simple Google search. I mean, we searched the sex offender registries. We searched the court histories and there's just nothing there. Yeah. Uh, which is just baffling because... We consulted a sort of lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> so we don't, we, don't, we don't know about this. Um, and I, it, I guess, is it fair to say that until we have convincing proof, he deserves the benefit of the doubt? Yeah, of course. Okay. So we're, I'm sure that's not a very progressive way no, to I mean, move forward, but... <laughs> I mean, well, we, it's sort of the elephant in the room. I mean, if somebody does a, a search on his name, it's going to pop up. Yeah. He's certainly aware of it. Um, but again, I mean, in the absence of, of concrete proof, you know, we're not just going to make a whole episode on what could have happened. Right. Right. Whew. So <laughs> we are now 1% done with our biography <laughs> One percent of our first ten series episodes, ten, ser- ten episode series. 
right, take, Which, us, take us somewhere, Casey. Take us somewhere okay. down the rabbit hole. Where do you want to go? On David so Husser? I, of course, was drawn to the women's page because, yes. you know, I'm a woman and I want to know what he has to say about my role in life. And uh, so it's separated into, you know, three. Well, the first page, there's three pages, three different women's pages. So the first one's separated into like three areas, spiritual helps, which is basically like how to be a good wife or mom, healthy living, which you should know he is actually pretty concerned about that. And then femininity and modesty, which he is very, very concerned about. So I was, of course, intrigued. And he has a lot of links to like... um MyCoolots.com or no, that's a real site, modestapparel.com, which is like, you know, because like a lot of fundamental people, they think that the woman's role in helping a man not lust is to wear basically the loosest, ugliest clothing possible. So in one of the articles, um, called Attire of a Harlot, if you want to look it up. Um, he uses phrases like mega slut Katy Perry. <laughs> Lots of people are mega sluts. So the thing that always like baffles me about this type of person is that they they feel no like remorse for <clears throat> just flat out calling people names. Or just being as insulting as possible because they're in the wrong. So, of course, we can call them whatever we want. Mm -hmm. He called Miley Cyrus, who works for Illuminati-owned Disney, (laughs) pop pop trash sensation. So, he's really fixated on, like, young female pop stars. Very fixated. Yes, he is. And let's not skip over the fact that Katy Perry is, quote-unquote, lesbian garbage. (laughs) Right, yes. He's also very fixated on the fact that, like, everything wrong with women is leading them to lesbianism or is rooted in, I mean, it's it's bizarre. Okay, so let me just read, <laughs> let me just read some of this. Um, what good is a floor-length dress if a woman's inner thighs are clearly visible when sunlight shines through the dress? That's a good question. A woman must wear a proper undergarment. Skirt should be a bit oversized to allow a woman to bend over without giving men something to lust upon. Some women are so evil that they bend over on purpose, getting a thrill to know that she's exciting other men. I mean, this just goes on. Okay. God will punish such evil women with whorish hearts who tempt other men to commit sexual sins. This is my favorite part. That man may go find a prostitute because of your whorish ways. He may go home and beat his not-so-attractive wife in frustration. So he's basically saying that um, women who dress a certain way and are they're responsible for women lusting or men lusting over them, but they're also responsible for how men act out with their frustration and he seems to think that men who are sexually frustrated are going to beat their wives or go find a prostitute or it says something I have so much written down (laughs) Um, like you never know 
what <laughs> what your actions are going to cause. There could be how many how many men are in prison for life because they were tempted by a woman. <laughs> it's just like um I don't know, but yeah. So <laughs> Some some men don't walk with God and can't handle handle temptation, and you don't know who those men are. You'll probably never know. Here it is. There may be men in prison for life because you decided to wear that hot, tight skirt one day. Ooh. I mean, if I knew I was that hot, I almost wouldn't even feel bad that there was a man in prison for life. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding, of course. But that's his whole mindset that uh, <laughs> women need to dress overly modest like of course in his definition of the word modest and but as we know that that does not actually curb rape and sexual misconduct because there's plenty of that going on in fundamentalist communities we just it's been all over the news so yeah (laughs) That actually, that actually, that actually leads into one of my points, um, and we'll, I'm sure we'll come back to the women's page. I just wanted to very quickly throw in on his site. He, he's he's sort of built these shrines on his site to noteworthy fundamental Baptists, such as Lester Roloff, uh, Jack Hiles. Uh, he's very he speaks very warmly of Hiles Anderson College mm-hmm. in Indiana. That's where he went to school. Yeah. And I just, I, it, it feels significant to me that so many of those independent fundamental Baptist guys just snapped and mm-hmm. had like really bad scandals. Like if you read about Lester Roloff, uh, he operated a series of group homes throughout Texas that just had, just were rife with abuse and, and scandal, you know, child abuse, just horrible things. Um, and Howells Anderson College and, and the church there in Hammond is just sort of this nexus of sexual abuse mm-hmm. that, you know, people will come into their, uh, you know, Howells Anderson or, or the associated church and then leave. And wherever they go, you know, there's all these recorded instances of people who came out of Howells Anderson and, and went somewhere and were found guilty of, of sexual abuse. Um including one of the recent pastors of, of uh, the Hammond Baptist Church, Jack Schapp. Uh, I think he was having sex with like a 16-year-old girl that had come to him for counseling or something. It's just really just horrible, yeah. horrible story. Yeah, awful. And, um, well, it's probably her fault. Yeah, she's probably wearing pants. But. Uh, it's awful. I mean, because it we know that these kinds of rules don't curb anything. They just... They make it worse. They make it worse, exactly. And so, and then, and then, like people like David J. Stewart are so they. I mean, they believe so strongly that if women would just dress a certain way, then they wouldn't struggle with lust anymore. So then they just get angry because it's like everything is everyone else's fault, and no one is doing anything to help you. Yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> yeah. He's so angry at women in general for, you know, having bodies that he's attracted to. And it, it's 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 like weirdly it's weirdly amusing on some level, but also it's sort of 
sad on another level because it's like when you see him ranting about, uh, you know, the mega sluts in, mm-hmm. in pop culture and, and how they torture men and how men are just victims. It's like, okay, how much of this is just your personal experience is bleeding into the website now? Of, yeah. Like yeah. How, it's... how, how tortured are you by your sexuality? Because you oh, seem very, very, very tortured. Yes. Yeah. And he's obviously one thing you brought up is that he's obviously seen or watches or didn't turn away from things that he condemns. Like yes. he talks about, um, it is sinful for whores like Taylor Swift and Katy Perry to lie on the ground in sensual poses, rolling around in lingerie on TV, jumping around in their panties on YouTube. YouTube, that's like you have to actively go to YouTube behaving like demon-possessed heathens and leading the world's young girls to follow their evil example. Yes. So, it's, it's, so it's, it's, the, like, it's the screen it principle. <laughs> screen it. <laughs> screen it. This, the famous website for Christian parents where it lists like every bad thing that happens in every single movie. In detail. In detail. I was like, okay, well, who's actually sitting there watching it re- recording this? Oh, Yeah. The uh, the idea being it's okay for me to watch it as long as I'm protecting somebody else. Right, right. Um, and I think that's like a fascinating window into not only like fundamentalism, but specifically to, to his personal pathos of it's okay for me to watch these things, but it's not okay for anybody else. Mm-hmm. I.e. do what I say, but not what I do. Right. Um, yeah. And that's, you know, there, there are a lot of examples of that in the website of, uh, him giving specific examples of um, things he's seen on TV or there's a big section on the Dallas Cowgirls where he goes into oh, specifics yeah. about their routines and what they do. And it's like, dude, you, you're sitting there like taking notes. Yeah, exactly. Um, if it's uh, if it's so awful, just turn it off. Yeah. You don't sound like somebody who should have a TV <laughs> or you don't sound like someone who thinks they should have a TV. But yeah, <laughs> very, very, very centered on Katy Perry, though. Keeps coming back oh, to yeah. Katy Perry. It's the it's the whole like lesbian thing. It's Check. just l- lesbianism is everywhere. A consequence of unrestrained lusts. And she like, started out as a Christian. I think that somehow checks all of his boxes. That's probably what really pisses him off, that she used to be a Christian artist, and like her parents were really, really, I think they were Pentecostal, but still super fundamental. Like, And then, yeah, she obviously left that. So that probably is why he's so focused on her. It's, it's sort of the perfect storm, because she she's also... I mean, she's she's an attractive woman, right? Yeah, of course. <laughs> and that, you know, I don't know about that new haircut, but yeah, I'm, I'm not a big fan of it either. <laughs> I don't know what she's going with there. It's like an Annie Lennox wannabe kind of thing. Oh, shout out to the seven people yeah. listening to this who know who Annie Lennox is. Yeah. So, yeah, he's just he's angry. There's a lot of anger. And uh, so we didn't talk about the fact that he's divorced. Yeah, that's that's another and part that of this. It seems like a lot of his anger stems from his whole marriage experience. Like he writes about it openly on his website. 
Yeah, I mean, so it sort of openly. It doesn't feel like this is gossip to talk about this because he has several pages where he lays out uh, his story and, and what's going yeah. on. Yeah, and it's actually it's kind of sad because it's it sounds like his wife was pretty maybe troubled, <laughs> yeah. like needed some help. I think he, he, at least by his account, he did try to get her help. I don't know. Right. I don't know what was going on at, on her end. If if. We do know, I do know, based on several pages, that she hid the mail from him. This is true. And I just thought that is one of the weirdest things. So he has this um, article called The Tired Husband. Yes. And I didn't realize it until I read other pages that it was actually about him. But I knew from something else he had talked about hiding the mail and then in this tired husband article he talked about a wife hiding the mail and i'm just reading this like what what is this about like who does this i i mean i can see a lot of things women do to like be mean to their husbands but i don't understand why hiding the mail is one of them but apparently that was just how she annoyed the crap out of him I wish someone would hide my mail. <laughs> Can we say that's, a, that's like a that's a clown move to hide the mail. I mean, because you're hurting yourself too. Yeah. I mean, if if the bills are not getting paid, it's going to affect you as well, not just your husband. Yeah. But. <laughs> Anyways, so one of the I have to read this because this is just like goes in the class of like like everything is a woman's fault. Mm-hmm. So uh, he has an article that's actually kind of short called A Defensive Spirit versus Submissive Spirit. Uh-huh. <clears throat> so at the beginning, he says, David says he, I don't know who he's talking about, David himself. Oh, no, no, I wrote that. So he says he does not condone abuse and that if a woman is being physically abused, she should leave. So that's really actually was refreshing to read. But then he says this, but I'm going to say this. Some of you little witches who push your husband's buttons, sass him, disobey him, grieve him, hide the mail from him, lie to him, yell at him and put him through hell on earth. You are in trouble with God for stirring him up. (laughs) (laughs) So he's like, it's like his way of saying, now, I don't condone abuse, but if you piss your husband off consistently <laughs> and he lashes out, that might actually be your fault. <laughs> well, is the woman in question a mega slut? That's my question. Probably. I don't see what other kind of woman would do all that. Hide the mail. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Um. I don't know if you know this, but he he uh, believes that birth control is unbiblical. Also, I'm I'm shocked by that. Well, uh, actually, when I read that page, I thought it was pretty incomplete because he doesn't actually. I mean, for a couple of them, it's basically a list of types of birth control, but he doesn't have like a whole long thing condemning all of birth control. It was really weird. Of course, he talks about Onan. Which was Tamar's brother-in-law. Yeah. You know, that, and he says that that's like um, equivalent to the pull-out method, which, (laughs) (laughs) which of course, God killed Onan. So all, anybody who uses that method of birth control is probably going to die. 
Which we can also <laughs> extrapolate from that that um, self-maintenance is off the table for men, according to his worldview. Oh, see, I didn't. I really wanted to find like a search feature on his website because I wanted to read him talk about that, but there was nothing. <laughs> because you actually a while ago sent me some other person's website, some other fundamental person, and they had the total opposite view that masturbation was like the only way to keep yourself from sinning, which I thought was just so weird because everything else they talked about was so strict. And But then with that one, he was like, no, mothers should teach their daughters about this. So I'm just like, what is going on? But we don't know about, do you know which one I'm talking about? Uh, not really, but I, I, I do send out a lot of weird stuff to a lot of people. Yeah. Thank you for that. <laughs> you didn't send me that particular article. Yeah, I don't, but I don't it remember was, sending that one to you. <laughs> it was like, you know, within a, one of these websites oh, that okay. just All right, I got goes on forever. No, I, just, just... I introduced you to a rabbit hole and you found it inside the rabbit yep, hole. Yep, yep, yep. Gotcha. Exactly. That's how it goes. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> Anyways. I have strict moral so, codes about yep. sending masturbation articles to people. I, I, that's not yeah, something that's, I would do. That's where you draw the line. That's where I draw the line. <laughs> you just write them not, for everyone to a, read. I'm not a mega slut. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. So anyways, birth control is unbiblical. And you definitely should not do that because... <sighs> We need to fill the earth with independent fundamentalists. <laughs> so he also has a place on the website called Stu's Kitchen, <laughs> which is I, maybe he goes by Stu. So I just copied a few quotes from some of that because it's like it's like an alternate personality. This part of his website, he's very like upbeat he obviously enjoys cooking i mean he's single so he cooks all his own meals and we never, we never talked about that his his wife um according to his account left him in i think 2006 um and they've been divorced ever since yeah um, the, yeah yeah he's single we did talk about it no we didn't okay whatever okay. so he's single he he so <laughs> So on this stew's kitchen, he has recipes, which actually, like, they actually look pretty decent. Like, yeah. he knows what he's doing. But one, one section, he talks about counting calories. And he says, he gets on this, like, rant about pickles. <laughs> <laughs> like, do you know that you can eat a whole jar of pickles and it's only 130 calories? He says, you can eat all the pickles you want on a diet. And I was just like, thank God. <laughs> All the pickles you want. And then he has a tip. Splattering water. This is just, if you read some of his articles on the website and then you read this, it's just so bizarre. There's such a disconnect. It says, I often run packages of frozen meat under warm water in the sink to thaw it out. But I used to get frustrated when the water splattered all over the place. Me too, man. <laughs> I learned a trick. Take your strainer and turn it round side facing up over the meat and the water will flow through it without splattering all over the place. No more slippery floor. It's like he flips from like fire and brimstone to Martha Stewart. And you're like, 
what is going on? Who is this person? It's that's it's you, you see this pattern repeat if you spend enough time on the website of very very humanizing glimpses that yes. he gives you. Uh, yeah. little, little windows into into his into his soul where you can sort of see the frailty of who he is as a person where mm-hmm. you know th- there are human qualities to him that are relatable to anybody no matter what they believe um, but he just it's like he can't help himself yes i think we talked about there's one section where he was talking about how lonely he is which is actually mm-hmm. really sad he's talking about how lonely he is and how he uh, just wants to be a part of a church that he can grow with. And then he talks about going to different churches and invariably they will say something that he will, you know, strike down as blasphemous. And then he's just out of that church and, and back into the wilderness again. And it's like, right. So like for him in Christianity, we always, you know, people talk about primary, like what's primary, what's secondary, you know, primary being, you know, Jesus, Jesus is the only way to heaven. Yeah. Secondary being basically everything else. And, but for him, everything is like a primary. This is so important that it's, it's, it's impossible to be in relationships with people because there, there's just hardly anyone who's going to agree with you on all of these topics because they're so rigid. It's not just like women need to wear skirts, but women need to wear skirts like to a certain looseness and make sure that if the sun shines, there's, you can't see through it at all. And it's like, I I cannot live up to that. It's (laughs) in Florida. (laughs) So hot, but you can try Casey. Gosh, no, I can't. It's, it's so puzzling because there are certain people who are very legalistic that I think they they genuinely enjoy being alone. Uh-huh. Like pulpit in the pen. Uh, if you want to go even further, like the Westboro Baptist Church. Like I mean, I think they're more of just like a troll group almost. But yeah, um, like the really legalistic people, like pulpit and pen. I think they they really enjoy striking yes. everyone else down so that they yeah. can feel special. But I don't always, I don't always get that with David J. Stewart. It's almost like I don't, I don't think he enjoys being alone. It's like he has like the heart to reach people and like share the truth with people, but he just does not understand how his method is so off-putting. Yes, and just it, yeah, I totally agree with you about pulpit and pen. Like they just, it's like. You know, they had that whole hashtag, the 15, just like we, we are the elite and they love that and that they live for that. It's just like anybody that they can find with the slightest, you know, detour from what they think is right. They're going to blast them. Okay. Here's, here's where Pulpit and Penn and David J. Stewart separate. In my opinion, I think if tomorrow morning everyone woke up and believed exactly the way pulpit in the pen believes, I think they would, they, they'd find something. They'd find something, yes. change something, they'd tweak something to condemn everyone all over again. And they would find a way to once again, set themselves apart and be different. Mm-hmm. I think tomorrow morning, if everybody woke up and believed exactly the same way as David J. Stewart believes, I think he'd be ecstatic. 
Oh, he would be so happy. I think he would be. So... Now, I don't think it would last because he would realize that even all the women in their tent dresses are so hot that <laughs> he would be like, damn it. I'm still getting these unwanted boners in Walmart. But <laughs> yeah, I, I, I totally agree with you. I feel like he definitely has the heart. He cares. Just the fact that he's not making money off of this. It's just, I mean, that's not, that, that's not normal <laughs> to devote so much of your life to something and not even try and even get like donations. Just, yeah. yeah. I want to, I want to close When we get to the end of the episode, I want to close it by sort of, um, you know, picking out the positive of what we can from him. Okay. I'm not quite there yet. I just want to spend, I want to go to the, can I go to the Hellvision page real quick? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. There, <laughs> I'll go too. <laughs> I got to find it. Hold on. It's one of the few index pages that he has on the site. Okay. It's on the far right hand side of the, oh, the picture at the top with an arm and a gun. Yeah, somebody's reaching out of the TV with a gun and pointing it at the head of a child. Um, of a child who obviously has not been told how to hold a remote. Yeah. What are they doing with it? It looks like they're about to eat it like a candy bar. Yeah, <laughs> and what's wrong with this kid? And why is he sitting so close to the TV? Like, this is not healthy. Oh, gosh. My kid sits so close. I'm just like, whatever. I can't <laughs> argue with you over every single thing in life. Okay, so this page is like an index of, of all of his greatest hits on culture and it's I, I think it's fascinating because on a few of the on a few of the links he gives like a synopsis and on the right head right hand side uh just a little ways down i mean there's probably what 400 links or, or not oh, gosh. it goes on forever scroll 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 but at one of them he's talking about um so-called christian movies <laughs> And this okay. is this is just a this is a portal into what makes him tick somehow. What's the article called? So-called Christian movies are heathendom. And the synopsis, I'm just going to read the synopsis for you. Okay. Eve is 100% butt naked in the movie The Bible in the Beginning. <laughs> Stacy Edwards shows her teats through her blouse in the religious film Joshua. Teats. Teats. Potiphar's wife's bare breasts and totally naked body are clearly seen through bedroom lingerie in the sinful film Joseph. Nudity. I love that movie. (laughs) And if you just think about that for a second, of, okay, how does he know this? (laughs) Yeah, he watched them all to critique them. I still can't even find where you are. Just, I'm trying. <laughs> I can't. I want to read it. It's about halfway down. I can't believe he called a woman's breast teats. That's just rude. <laughs> I mean, I get that it's technically correct, but that's... Hey, there's, he doesn't really go into the male body very much. Of course not. Uh, the male, the male body's okay. I'll, also. Actually, I did. I do think I saw something that oh, talked about male n- nudity. I totally forgot about this. It's his article about kilts. <laughs> yeah. He has an article about how when men wear kilts, it's sinful. Right. 
Because they're, they're skirts, and you're not supposed to dress in the garments that pertain to the other sex. So, let's disregard the fact that, oh, there we go, I found it. So-called Christian movies are heathendom. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it's amazing. I think one thing about the site, too, is that gets to you is the use of neon colors. Yeah. Like, I just clicked that link, and it was bright neon green. Oh, man. <laughs> Do you want to play Mad Libs yet? <laughs> Go for it. So I had this idea to just take a little excerpt from one of his many articles and see if we could play Mad Libs with it. Because why wouldn't we? <laughs> okay, so there. This isn't very long, so I'm gonna. I have it ready. So I need a place. A place. Yeah. Um, Walmart. Walmart, perfect adjective. Tasty. <laughs> okay, I need an ing verb. Um, dancing. Oh, this is so fun. I hope I can read it. Another adjective. There's lots of adjectives, so. Uh, winking. <laughs> that is sort of an adjective, but I'll let it go. Okay, another oh, wait, adjective. No, that's not an adjective. That's a verb. Let me, let me get a do-over on that. <laughs> um. <laughs> it works, but... <laughs> I guess it could be an adjective, like if, if you're describing something that's being self-referenced. Okay, sorry, I'm a homeschooler. An adjective. Uh, you know what an adjective is, right? I do. I'm just drawing a blank here. This is a really long silence I'm going to have to cut out. Jeez, <laughs> <laughs> um, does it have to be ing? No, I've already no, 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 no. That was just that one verb. It had to be an ing verb. Happy. Okay, an activity. Uh, Bible quiz. <laughs> okay, a place. Kitchen. All right, I need two groups of people, like cowboys and Indians. They don't necessarily have to go together, but like Baptists a group of and porn stars. Perfect. Okay. And then I need three more adjectives. <laughs> if you can find it in your brain. <laughs> I need three more. Why did I think winking was an adjective? This is <laughs> is this like some kind of uh is is that is, is that like the onset of some kind of psychosis? Yeah, it is. It's okay. Um, Hopefully your wife is in charge of teaching in your homeschool environment. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm, hang on. I can't go for it. Is winking an adjective? I just I just googled it. It works. Okay, put winking back in there. Winking, beautiful, and mysterious. No, I know. I I left winking. I need two more. Okay, beautiful, mysterious, and confusing. Oh, that's perfect. Okay, are you ready? Uh, this is a. I'm, I'm this ready is ready as I'm ever gonna be. 
This is, of course, from one of the articles about how it's a sin for women to wear pants. <laughs> is this going to be the front bumper? <laughs> yeah, probably. Okay. Right. okay. Please, ladies, don't wear pants in Walmart <laughs> because some tasty girl is watching you because other women are influenced by you because many men are dancing with sexual temptation. <laughs> And mostly because God has commanded you not to wear that which pertaineth to a man. The winking world <laughs> couldn't care less about happy clothing. It is not a coincidence that Bible quizzing became legalized right after the large majority of American women started wearing pants. Tragically, many women wear pants in our kitchen today. It is apostasy. I'm talking about Baptists and porn stars. <laughs> It is very beautiful. You'd think that the one place in the world where you could go today and not see women wearing pants is in the mysterious, confusing Baptist church. <laughs> oh, that was so perfect. I did not know. The, I, I didn't know what you were doing. The winking world. <laughs> oh, man. Too this is, is going to be a, uh, a topic for future discussions of, of where, where does the word winking fall? <laughs> well, I'm sure with the people that listen, there's somebody out there who loves grammar and language arts that would just love to educate us. I think, I think it's a verb primarily, but I think it can also have a secondary meaning as an adjective. Right. I think so, too. It works. Well, and it was alliterative, which made it fun. So. <laughs> We're just settling all kinds of important issues today. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. So let's, let's – I mean, where do we go from there? I don't know. Just looking at my notes, reading the word mega slut. <laughs> mega slut. <laughs> Uh, I'm gonna give a. I'm gonna give a. Uh, I'm gonna give an honest shot here at um, saying some good things about David Stewart. I feel like you already did that, but okay, let's, <laughs> let's hear it. I do. I mean, the, when you compared him to Pulpit and Pen, and like what would happen if everyone believed the way he did, I think that was very complimentary. Yeah. Okay. In so. a way. I think he genuinely cares about evangelism. Mm -hmm. And I think he cares in a way that it's, it's just real. I don't know another way to say that, but um, you know, a lot of Christians will sort of have this idea of, you know, evangelism is just this abstract thing. Of, yeah. If we can get more people to come to the Lord, that'd be great. However, that might happen. I think it's like the driving force of all of his websites. Yeah. Even more so than castigating women for wearing pants and men for wearing kilts and, you know, critiquing the teats of faith-based movies. I think he just genuinely wants people to get saved. Yeah, he does. <clears throat> and even though his methods are just way out there, like I, I feel like there's some good somewhere in there. I agree with you. I definitely um, agree. I think it's probably easier for us to be gracious to him because we maybe possibly grew up with some of these ideas, maybe not to the extent 
but we knew yeah. a person with some of these ideas. And so like we knew them as individuals that they weren't necessarily like horrible, hateful people. Yeah. <clears throat> so somebody who doesn't have any experience might just see this and be like, Oh, that's an awful person, hateful, um, condemning, which yes, yeah, some of it is, but when you know someone who actually has said some of these things, then it kind of changes your perspective on what, you know, who's the person behind the screen, behind the 48-page document on <laughs> the Passion of the Christ. That's a, that's a great point. I never even stopped to consider that. And I think another, I think another good thing that, that you touched on was, uh, I mean, it's hard to doubt his sincerity when A, he doesn't, he hasn't monetized his site, and mm-hmm. doesn't take ads, doesn't take donations, doesn't ask for donations. And number two, he doesn't really self-promote his person. Yeah, it's, it's that's not, so true. It's not about David J. Stewart. It, you know, it becomes about David J. Stewart because his 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 legalism and his idiosyncrasies take over whatever he's writing, but... You know, at least from the outset, it, the site is not about David J. Stewart. It's about right. God. Um, so I, I think there's some, you know, buried somewhere in there, there's some pure intentions. Mm-hmm. It just it just sort of gets lost in his, you know, his his inability to really just let anything go. Like everything is a battle. Everything must be fought over. Like you were saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think definitely like kind of that whole mindset that you have to stand up for all the things. (laughs) So, I I mean, I think that that's definitely how, you know, what I grew up hearing. You have to stand up for the truth. And you don't even really grow up knowing what that looks like or means. You're just like, I got to, you know, say what I believe about every single thing to every single person or whatever. I mean, I was exposed to some of those people too, and I think it it just gets to be so exhausting mm-hmm. because you can't fight every single battle, and when you try, you know, you realize that you're never going to measure up, and those people just snap. Mm-hmm. And and I think if you you spend any time looking at the IFB people that. Um, come out of Hiles Anderson or, or, or Hammond, Indiana, that you find a lot of examples of that. Of um, They don't snap on little things. They snap on big things. Right. I just found the men's page. <laughs> I didn't even know it existed. It, we, we talked about this before we went on. We just sort of gave up on the research because it got yeah, to the point where it was like we have – we have 12 hours worth of material for this podcast. There's no reason. At to, least. To, there's no reason to keep going. I would have liked to touch on his thoughts on manliness. I just found it. <laughs> what? Ha- oh, look at the title of this. What happens in the f- Facebook stays in the Facebook. I don't even know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> I hope that, I hope that exactly like what happened with the last deep dive, but at least one or two people get to explore <laughs> the wonders of this website. <laughs> I think we did turn a lot of people on at the Chrysagas Brothers the last time we deep dived. 
Good. <laughs> I wish that I had unlimited resources because I would definitely go to their legacy concert and yeah. just be amazed at what exists. <laughs> Isn't Wayne Watson going to be there? Uh, su- supposedly. <laughs> supposedly. <laughs> uh. <laughs> All right. Can I can I read you a little something from the attire of the harlot page? Please do. <laughs> Millions of women are walking around immodestly dressed these days. It's not uncommon to see women everywhere, warmer climates. Okay, that's that's a messed up sentence. It's not uncommon to see okay, with nothing more than white skimpy panties for a bathing suit. Many show <laughs> their teats through their bras. In Las Vegas, all the women working at the casinos might as well be working at a brothel, sick burn. (laughs) The streets of Las Vegas are filled with prostitutes awaiting male and female tourists who came to Sin City to commit sin and not get caught. The police are told to look the other way. And they do. (laughs) Because prostitution is legal (laughs) Why wouldn't they look the other way? <laughs> I saw an attractive African-American woman wearing tighties. <laughs> That's is a new that? Tighties. I think it's like leggings, maybe. I saw an attractive African-American woman wearing tighties. Put the words on her buttocks. You know you want me. <laughs> she should be arrested. <laughs> oh. And Asian women... Women. An Asian woman was walking down the street wearing only fishnet. A cop crashed into the car in front of him, lusting upon her. Sadly, there's laws protecting women who dress like scum trash. <laughs> oh, it is even, sad, actually. I don't even know what all that means. I just. It means that I should be in jail right now in my cut-off shorts. <laughs> well, I'm wearing a kilt right now, so I'm no better. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. <laughs> it is. Wow. Yeah. Just, I'm sorry. <laughs> All right, Casey Haas. I think we're at about the one-hour mark. We need to... <sighs> I mean, what would you say? Let's to some- keep going. <laughs> I mean, what would you say to somebody who is about to embark upon the rabbit hole of David J. Stewart? Just pick pick a corner. Really, I mean, pick a corner, and you'll just go down one thing. Mm-hmm. And be prepared to read about things that you haven't heard about for like ten years, like yeah. Terry Schiavo. Yeah. <laughs> I mean. I don't want to laugh about that. It was huge in Florida, but like there's still websites that talk about it. <laughs> so do we but, need to talk about the, uh, the abortion photos? Yeah. I mean, I did a little bit at the beginning. They're pretty disturbing and that's, it's, I think that people like him think that they'll convince people not to get abortions by seeing that, but I don't really think that's how it works. <laughs> well, I, it's, it's sort of a microcosm of just the way he does things. And I, I, we're talking to um, uh, Bethany Perkins 
a friend of the podcast about this. Mm-hmm. Um, she actually works in a pro-life um, nonprofit, and, and she was saying, you know, this this is not help. Like, you know, you're taking, you know, you're taking a an issue that you have to talk about tenderly, and then you're right. turning people off from it. You know, I would actually argue that it's not pro-life to exploit a human baby's body in that way, which I feel like that's what it is when you have a picture of body parts. Uh-huh. So like I, the purpose, like you're trying to make a point, but you're using a human baby to make your point. So how is that not exploitive? You know, well, I think it's, it's just sort of his MO of, you know, yeah. his, his concern for you know, is concern for the unborn a good thing? Like, yeah, right. I think that's a good thing. Yeah, you know, but the way you're doing it, you may be doing more harm than good. Yeah, yeah. Um, I agree. Hey, so, did you know that 9/11 was an inside job? I, <laughs> <laughs> was it the mega sluts that did it? <laughs> I can't even get through that without laughing. <laughs> Just. Uh. Hey, I need uh, let's do a shout out. I need to, I need friend of the podcast McKenna who lives in Scotland. I need him to weigh in specifically on the whole kilt issue. Oh yeah, for sure. If we could somehow get McKenna's opinion on this, uh, he's as far as I know, he's he's our only friend of the podcast in Scotland. There there may be more, but uh, and if McKenna's attractive, we should probably see a picture of him in his kilt, right? <laughs> Just to see if it can be compared <laughs> to a woman in tidies. Well, it, d- it depends on which way the sun is shining. Oh, that's true. Because if you see the outline of legs and are reminded that women have legs, goodness, there's just no telling where the brain can go. <laughs> Casey Haas, I when? feel, I feel, I feel better now at the end. Oh, good. Sigh of relief. I think we should close this website for a while and not open it. <laughs> I actually have I actually have the next one ready. <laughs> oh, jeez. Can you give me like a week before you send it to me? No. So there's 80 at the bottom of his page. You have to scroll for like five minutes to get there. But it says total visitors between April 2002 and December 2016. 86 million i do not doubt it how many of those are us (laughs) (laughs) okay before you go can i just give you another website that and and have like have your reaction to it on the podcast okay fine all right it's f m h f yeah f m h dash the, the the dash must be like a like a like a secret code between the fundamental guys. Yeah, the secret code is like we built our website in two thousand two. <laughs> okay, fmh dash child dot org. I don't even want to know. <laughs> oh my gosh, is this his website? No, it's a different one. <laughs> okay, snake hunters for Jesus. What is this? Go all the way down is, to the all the way down. What to the does bottom. FMH stand for? 
All the way. Oh my gosh. I hate you so much right now. Because you know that I'm going to be all over this later. Jeez. No, but seriously, what is FMH? Uh, I think it stands for. Actually, I have no idea. I thought I, I thought I knew, but now I don't. FMH. A last chance ministry. Heck yes. Donate a used PDA phone. <clears throat> oh my gosh! Oh, but they have a donate button, so I don't know if we can cover them. <sighs> Oh my gosh, I cannot believe this this green marble background. <sighs> what is oh okay. Casey Hoss. Oh look. Email. <laughs> See yeah, you're like, shut up, Casey. Save it for the next time. Okay, I'll stop. <laughs> thank you for uh, thank you for deep diving for this on Fun Sexy Bible time. Anytime. No, just looking at my notes, reading the word mega slut. <laughs> mega slut. <laughs> <laughs>